Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. In this episode, Sean and I recap the December 18th PBC card at the Minneapolis Armory. David Morrell Jr., fighting out of Minneapolis, stole the show with an impressive win over Alantes Fox in the main event. Sean and I will discuss that fight later in the show. But first, we'll start with brief comments from Fox and Minneapolis' own V. Sean Owens, who dropped a decision to Alberto Puello on the undercard. We'll also hear from Austin DeLay, who came up short in a gutsy effort against Jose Valenzuela. I hope you enjoy the episode. So we'll kick things off with a quick interview I did with Alantis Fox shortly after the fight. I was assigned to interview fighters from the Red Corner for the last three fights, the televised fights on Fox, uh, in uh, gathering quotes for the PBC press release. So first we'll hear from Alantis Fox. Tough assignment coming in here tonight uh, in the other guy's hometown, but uh, walk me through your performance. Uh, uh, how'd you feel about your performance tonight? I felt like I probably won the first round, just jab and test him a little bit. You know, that's I, I knew he was coming out uh, to, to fire off immediately. I knew he wanted to come out and jump start real fast, so I was trying to stay on the move and test him a little bit. But um, I, he, he kind of caught me. We were holding there one time in the rough. You know, he was trying to dislodge us, I guess, and when, when he dislodged me, David came over top with a, uh, well, I guess that's a right hook. Boom, it dazed me. I thought I was trying to hold, I was trying to grab and, you know, move. Then the last time, when they, when they stopped it, um, I, I lost my balance over top of his foot. But my feet were already messed up because I was, I still was a little bit dazed. So once I, you know, once once David kept going, it wasn't nothing I probably was going to be able to do. So, you know, uh, David's a strong champion, man. I, I respect him all the way. What did you think about the decision to stop the fight? I mean, I'm very upset about this decision to stop the fight, but the bottom line is, I know my father and my coach uh, have my best interest at heart. So, it, you know, I, I was upset. I was very upset. I'm still very upset. But the bottom line is, when I go back and look at it, I realized my father, he only made a decision like that based upon how I was looking. If he felt like I was in danger, you know, he's, he's going to make sure that I'm, I'm leaving out there with all my faculties. All right. Well, it was a gutsy effort. I can tell you're a warrior. Good luck to you next time. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Uh, man, just keep watching. You know, slides and fouls is no return, man. I don't, I don't think it's the end at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm here to stay. All right. Sounds good. Hey, uh, your, your younger brother's uh, got quite a following here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. How did you, uh, I know you fought here before too, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, this, this is my third time here. Yeah, what do you think of the atmosphere here? Yeah, man, it's amazing. This is amazing. Uh, the armor is amazing. The people here in Minnesota are amazing. Yeah, they, they give a lot of energy. They do a lot of sharing. You know, I took a lot of pictures on the way out of the ring. Even though, even though I was a loser, they still they still took a lot of pictures with me. You know, it's it's, a, it's an awesome fight atmosphere. I think uh, Boston State, Minnesota, a lot. I just don't like this this cold. But Minnesota, as a fighting town, is amazing. All right, sir. Great effort. Nice Thanks. to see you. Thank you. Here with Vishan Owens, gutsy effort tonight, Vishan. What, uh, what, how would you assess your performance in there? Um, a C minus. I could never get in my rhythm. It's, it's all me. I just, I don't know what it was. I couldn't get my my timing down. 
I've I caught him multiple times. You know, like when somebody's hurt, you hear it. <laughs> but I couldn't capitalize. You know, his shots were. It was. It was. It was a lot sharper than than uh, expected. Mm-hmm. He wasn't too fast because I slipped a lot of his shots. Mm-hmm. It was just my timing wasn't good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, his, his punches wasn't that hard. He was just. He was a more sharper fighter. He, he knew what he was doing. He had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and he was really game. So I I took my uh, hat off to him. Uh, hell of a performance. Excuse my French. Mm-hmm. I just, I was hoping this was the day it didn't go as planned. Mm. It's, like I said, it was just it was just all me. Mm. Well, he was one heck of a slick southpaw in there. I've got to ask you about the cut. Huh? Was that from the elbow? It was an elbow. Yeah, I, I knew it right away. I mm. felt it. Like, I get a cut all the time. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I know what this is. Before, I couldn't even see the blood drip. Yeah. And I told the ref right away, elbow. And yeah. how, how much did that impact you? Or did that, was that a big impact? Uh, after it, that? it were, but, you know, we have a hell of a cut, man. Yeah. Um, Tony did a, a pretty good job of keeping the the blood out of my eye so it 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 it, it subdued the the issues that i had going on uh in the fight mm-hmm. so i like i said i i have no excuses he was the better man all right well i'll let you go my friend good good fight man good thank good you so much i i hope i hope it was a a crowd pleaser you you know me i, I always try to please the crowd but always do a, a a good job so was, i hope you i hope i did it i hope you guys enjoyed it it was definitely that you didn't let the fans down that's for sure <laughs> tough tough guy yeah thank you so much i'm here here with austin Dulay. uh just that's a bullshit stoppage, yeah, yeah obviously you're upset about the stoppage what what do you what do you want to say about it joe Goosen came up to me and said how are y'all feeling were y'all good i said yes 100 he said but Joe Goosen said it looked like you were having some doubts talking about my corner, my father. And my dad said, no, I was telling him he needed to go, uh, that he was needing to step it up because there was a, they, they shorted our rounds from, from 10 rounds to eight rounds, so we needed to pick it up. So after he said that, I did. I started picking it back up. And in the end of that last round, before the round they stopped it, I caught him with an overhand left, and I rocked him. Then we went back to the corner, right? Then they let me back out for the next round, and don't and don't even give me an opportunity to fight. Then we go to the corner to check in with the doctor. The doctor didn't say anything to me. He didn't look at me. He didn't look in my eyes. He didn't do anything. The doctor didn't say anything. So the referee said, the referee said, I'm just gonna stop it. How was that fair? How was that fair? I caught him. I caught him in that round right before they stopped it. And they gave me no opportunity to fight and earn what's mine. They gave me no opportunity and it's not right. I'm a warrior. I'll be a warrior from round one to round 12. No matter what, I'm going to be a warrior. So let me fight the warrior fight. Don't don't pull me because you don't want to see it anymore. I'm telling you I'm fine. I'm not hurt. He couldn't hurt me at all. Yeah, he hit me with some behind-the-head shots. And he caught me with a few good body shots. And that's cool. It's part of boxing. But I got right back up, and I was ready to throw hands again. Hey, but no, no disrespect to Jose. He's a hell of a fighter, and I knew that from the beginning. I knew that coming into it. Just like he told me, he said, "I knew you were going to be the hardest fight of my career." 
and that you're a tough guy, and that it's gonna, we're going in for a fight. And I said, absolutely, I knew that from the beginning too. That's why when no one would fight him, Roly didn't want to stick around to fight me, and he said he wasn't gonna fight him either. We fought each other, because that's what you're supposed to do. But then they robbed me like that. That's not, it's not fair. All right, great. Well, let's kick it off. Um, we're happy to be back with another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm here with, I'm Brian Johnson, here with co-host Sean Strauss. Sean, it's good to see you again. How you doing? I'm doing good. Nice to be back with you, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the big PBC card that was held at the Armory just last Saturday night, the 18th of December. Um really fun event they had a good crowd out there everybody seemed to be enjoying it and of course it's always good when the the national tv cameras come into town and uh just a, a great festive atmosphere there they all do a great job so um it was uh it was a fun event as always you know just to i guess quickly recap for those who um maybe didn't catch all the results. Uh, I think all the matches pretty much went, there weren't any big upsets to speak of. Um, so, but they were all pretty solid matches. I think one of the, obviously in the main event, um, David Morrell won by TKO over Atlantis Fox, older brother of Michael Fox, who we know from a previous uh, controversial loss at the Armory. Uh, against Gabriel Maestre. Uh, it was nice to see actually Michael in Atlantis's corner and I got the chance to just say hi to him. And Oh, that's cool. And, I'd yeah, seen on his so. Instagram, like I told you that he was in town and I was really bummed that I didn't get a chance uh, to go to this show at the Armory because as you know, I was very vocal um, after his loss at the Armory um, and I would have loved to have a chance to meet him, you know, in person and uh, just to say hello to him um and let him know he knows online that i've been strongly supporting him um mm -hmm. but i actually thought it was him you know that was going to be fighting yeah. morale because i'm like man this guy looks just like you know uh professor mike yeah. and his last name is fox and then when i found out it wasn't him part of me was thinking they must be related and uh sure enough <laughs> they're brothers sure enough. They, they look like they could be twins yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they do. And it was my privilege to also interview uh, Lantes after the fight. And, and even though he lost, he was a, a, a good sport and was gracious in defeat. So it was just nice to see both of them. And uh, yeah, Michael I saw just, him give a hug to Morell like right away afterwards yeah. um, and pose for photos and stuff. So he seemed really gracious in defeat. Yeah, yeah, he was absolutely. And uh, for those who didn't see the fight, uh, uh, Fox's corner actually threw in the towel um, to, I believe it was the fourth round when it was stopped. And it was just pretty clear that, uh, you know, Morrell just had things going his way and, and they, they wanted to protect their fighter. So that's cool. And his father is actually his trainer. I watched the PBC broadcast after the fight. I went there in person, obviously, and then I, I had recorded it and I watched it later. And I believe they said that the, um, the that uh, Ronnie Shields, David Morrell's trainer, actually was the one who threw in the towel. Which I wonder if they just never seen get that it. before, but but did it on on behalf of right. the opponent, knowing that hey, ref, this guy's. But but you know, and again, we're getting kind of deep in the weeds here before we talk too much about the fight. But 
you could see you could see Fox's father standing on the ring apron yelling at the ref, stop the fight, stop the fight. Right. And at that point, um, I believe it was Shields or someone in Morell's corner threw in the towel. So that was kind of weird. Uh, I think it was Joe Goosen said, you know, that's kind of dangerous. It could be misconstrued. <laughs> like, OK, you know, Morell is, you know, beating this guy up. But, you know, let's stop the fight. Um, but it was a great, it was a great night of boxing. I thought just from Morell's performance, my take is that I think this was his toughest test as a pro. Absolutely. Look at who he's faced previously and he just came through in flying colors. And I think people expected him to win, but I think what stood out to me was how dominant he was. I think he was really in control from the start and it just looked like he was, he was very comfortable in the ring and uh he he showed that confidence that you see with uh, a great champion and i think uh and i i just think this young guy he's only 23 years old you know we've had him on the show of course um i'd like to have him on again unfortunately i wasn't able to catch up with him after the fights but uh uh we we would i'm sure i speak for you too sean saying that we'd love to have him on again and um, this guy's a buddy and superstar, I think. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I said uh, to you prior to the, the podcast, I, I wasn't there. I was up in St. Cloud, which we can touch on later. Um, but I did see the highlights um, of some of the fights on the undercard on YouTube. And I did see most of the Morel fight. I found a link for just about everything except for about a minute of the first round. And I really liked what I saw from Morel. Um, it seems like he's really at ease, even sort of changing from Southpaw to, to Orthodox at times, um, not recklessly. Um, it seemed like he was in control. He was doing it to kind of bait Fox at times um, mm -hmm. and to try and set up other punches, you know, to use a strong hand as the lead hand sometimes. Um, there was only a couple times where Morel seemed like he was bothered at all, and it was really just like headbutts or clashes. Um, thankfully mm -hmm. it didn't appear that there was any cuts or anything that happened from that. Um, but Morel's a, a rough fighter himself. I think, um, that's yeah. clear from just about all his fights. He's not uh, shy to get physical. Um, oh, he'll yeah. give a guy a taste of his shoulder, you know, he'll, he'll rough mm -hmm. him up in there. Um, which I mean, that's boxing. And it, it seemed like mm -hmm. at one point Fox really didn't like that and sort of wanted, um, uh, the referee, Mark Nelson, you know, another Minnesota uh, mm -hmm. Hall of Famer we're talking about here. Um, yeah. He wanted him to do something about it or caution him. And uh, I think that was right prior to the knockdown. And then he was ticked right. off, I think, you know, kind of complaining at mm -hmm. Mark. And it was like, well, it was a knockdown. It was legit. He punched you. So it was, yeah, but it was a good fight, you know, good stuff from, from both fighters. I mean, I had never mm -hmm. seen um, Alantes Fox before. Um, I liked him. I'd like to see him again. Um, mm -hmm. So regardless if it's here in the armory or if it was on TV, I'd watch him again. Yeah. He put up a good fight. Oh yeah, He's a good fighter. He's a very good fighter. And um, I think if he were in there with anyone other than David Morrell uh, with a lesser opponent, uh, he would have come out on top, but Morrell is a handful as we know. And just uh, we're lucky to have him here based in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. um, he does have, I don't know if you want to touch on this, Sean, but uh, this was his first fight with Ronnie Shields in his corner, mm -hmm. his trainer. Um, 
you know, Shields is obviously a, a legendary trainer and maybe, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but based on the results from this fight, it looks like it's uh, probably a good move on Morel's part, you know, not to take anything away from um, the people he's been training with before and, you know, our, our own guys here at the COD and everything, but, uh, you know, Morel uh, obviously looked sharp. And so we'll see where it goes with Ronnie. Shield yeah. I'm not sure what, what drove the decision. Cause I haven't, I missed, you know, the, uh, the opening of the new circle of discipline gym, which I was really disappointed about, but I'm happy, very happy for them um, and all their new success, you know, uh, and wish them much success. I want to get over there and check that place out. But like you mm -hmm. said, um, you know, previously Morel was being handled by them. Uh, we heard Jamal out of the, C uh, the COD on the broadcast, which was really cool. Even on the highlights I was watching, I heard it. I heard this voice and at first I'm like, who's this smooth voice that I recognize? <laughs> and, you know, I think yeah. he had told me that he was on there and it just, it had lapsed, yeah. you know, or if I'd forgotten about it. And for a second, I almost thought it was Andre Ward. And I'm like, no, it ain't Andre Ward. I'm like, that's Jamal um and mm -hmm. so that was really cool um listening to jamal hopefully we get more of that um you know i like seeing mm -hmm. guys like sean porter and other for guys who are active fighters that also sort of get to do that on the side and we know caleb truex just recently did some commentating for a show that we had locally here at canterbury um also very cool i'd love to see him on there um yeah. but getting back to the cod um, you know the i think they've got such a important um role in the community and it's not oh, yeah. just boxing um you know yeah. they're doing so much for the kids um it probably was the right call you know getting morale to that certain level and then it's like okay you know letting them go with someone bigger um so that they can continue yeah. focus on the work that they're doing here locally um yeah I, I like i said i'm not sure what was driving it but um regardless i'm happy for a circle of discipline i'm i'm happy that um Morell is still in that team anyway. I think he's still, you oh, know, yeah. and, and he sees their family. It's not like he's leaving them behind or anything. You know, right. I think that he's one of them. So, and, and, yeah. and like you said, he, we've adopted him. We consider him Minnesota. You know, I talk about him. Mm -hmm. He's a Minnesota fighter, even though he's from Cuba. Oh, hundred percent. The armory, he's still, that's still his home, his home field advantage, home ring advantage, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it's, it's great to have him here and the fans have just taken to him and uh, we're, we're lucky to have him. We're lucky to have him around. It'll be fun to watch him progress in his career. So uh, more power to David Morrell. And then I don't know if you saw the little video I did afterwards, but it was kind of cool. I was just hanging out with uh, Eric Kinderacker and Sriso uh, Ford and a couple other guys there after the fights. And then I know, but I didn't know you did a video. Yeah, so uh, Morel just kind of all of a sudden showed up there back in kind of where they're in the backstage area, for lack of a better term. And uh, he got up on the, uh, what do you call it, where the uh, they they do the music and... Uh, oh, that's right. No, I did see that. Yeah, DJ yeah. DeMille was there and I yeah, saw he was yeah. over by the DJ booth. Um, the DJ booth, exactly. Yeah, or the he DJ up area. There. He did a little post post-fight uh, little dance and celebration there and I thought that was cool because his personality just came out he's he's uh, not only a great boxer and uh, he, he's a he's a personable guy too so yeah I'm friends with some of these local DJs um, that do the, yeah. the fight cards and uh, I had commented to on Instagram to DJ DeMille I believe is how you say it um, that I was going to see him at the fights 
and I had taken a picture, you know, from up in the, the rafters, you know, where the media sits one, one time of him down there um, and then posted it to, you know, and tagged him in it and stuff. And he liked it. Um, but he does a great job. Sure. And oh, I, yeah. I know he's not alone over there. I think he's got another guy that works with him because the time that I, I was messaging him at the fights, they threw out like the jeopardy music or something silly like that. And I was like, Oh, that was funny. And he was like, Oh, that was the other guy that was working with him. But, but anyway, oh. no, I did see that video. That was, that was cool. Um, getting back on track. You're talking about the circle of discipline. Um, yeah. Vishon Owens, man, I yeah. feel bad. Um, you know, that he lost, obviously we're huge supporters of his. Um, but that was a, a tough fighter that he was fighting. Yeah. And what I can say from watching the highlight reel on PBC is, Vashon is one tough hombre, man. He was oh, yeah. walking forward. He never gave up. I heard Lennox um, talking about how he was tough, you know, and and Goosen mm-hmm. too. Um, I think yeah. everybody likes Vashon. Everybody that watches oh, him yeah. likes him. Um, but that guy, just like you said, he was the better man that night. And oh, yeah. um, hopefully those cuts heal up for you, Vashon, if you're listening. And uh, you get back in there, you know, and uh, on to the next, right? Yeah, he was in there with a tough, tough guy, uh, Alberto Puello. I believe he's from the Dominican Republic. And 19-0, 20-0 now after the unanimous decision win over Vishon. But uh, Vishon, I just thought he represented Minnesota well. He was just all guts and heart and uh, never gave up for a minute. And uh, he had the big cut suffered a big cut there but just kept on going he's always got a smile on his face inside the ring outside the ring and a positive attitude um he's just a great uh a great guy both in and out of the ring and so um you know uh it's just it's just good to know him and but you know i i was commenting to rob rob lear sitting next to me you know it's like he's like a little Joe Frazier in there, you know, and just keeps, <laughs> keeps moving forward, you know, too bad. He doesn't have Joe Frazier's, you know, monster left hook, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, well, who, he who does? Out for sure, but <laughs> exactly. Who does, but, um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's always fun to watch V Sean and I'm sure he'll be back. So, um, yeah, the other fight that I was looking forward to when I saw some of the highlights of, um, you know, we had done the interview with Tony Woods uh, prior to the Canterbury card, and he was talking about a buddy of his coming up from Iowa that was going to be on the card. Yeah. And I believe it was Chino, right? Chino Hill. I think that Chino was Hill. who it was. Yeah. So, I, you know, they, he was, it was funny because he was wearing the tights and they were talking about that on the broadcast. I don't know if you heard the, the audio of that. Um, they were saying, uh, you know, uh, Goosen in particular said, well, it is freezing here in minnesota he said both inside <laughs> and outside and he said so he's brought his long johns or whatever you know they were kind of um right. talking about the the climate or whatever um but no he was he was a tough kid i watched that mm-hmm. i i have to say that i would love to see the full fight um mm-hmm. without you know the highlights you know breaking things up from yeah. the highlights it made it look to me like he'll lost Mm-hmm. um despite getting the knockdown in right. the third um which yeah. was great it was a great shot um and the, so the highlights can be deceiving um i i know it was a majority draw like right. i said so that's one i would definitely love to uh to watch so if you've got it recorded maybe i can you know watch it over there or maybe my dad's got it recorded um yeah unfortunately i did get the uh three 
Fox, uh, the Fox fights, the fights are on actual Fox. I didn't get the FS1 fights, but um, oh, that was on the FS1 on uh, undercard part. Okay. Yeah, it must have been. Um, but that actually was the most competitive fight in the night for sure. Uh, two undefeated guys, uh, Chino Hill, uh, six yeah, and six and oh, yeah, and then and then his opponent, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. <laughs> Was, um uh, uh, where is it uh, uh, i'm scrolling down on the list here um, survey something um but oh it was anyway. um mamutovic mamutovic I right. think. Mamutovic. Yep. but he was so he was three and oh so two unbeaten young fighters um chino's from iowa as you said he, he one of uh tony woods's good friends um you know i i think probably the the draw was was a fair decision um he was in there against a guy with a little bit a little bit taller lankier a little better reach and um you know so it was kind of a it was yeah it didn't seem like he was blown out by any means but you know the taller man uh, the mamatovic uh looked like he was using the jab well um but yeah like i said i i really want to watch that one again and i think from the from the clips and everything, it's only a four round fight. First of all, um, they were you know they were talking on the broadcast was how do you score that third round? Because if Mamatovic came back on that, were you scoring it a 10-8 or were you scoring mm-hmm. it a ten nine? And it sounded like right. some people scored that a ten nine, um, mm-hmm. which to me you know once again the highlights can be very deceiving. Just looking at the highlight highlight reel, I thought that it was showing Mamatovic uh, dominant you know more than Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, despite good work by Hill. Um, so anyway, I don't want to dwell too much on that since I didn't see the entirety of it. Um, yeah. But I would love to see both not. of those guys again, too. Yeah. it. I'll say it was a close fight. Neither guy dominated. Kind of comes down to, do you prefer the aggressor or the guy who's maybe a little slicker and a little more accurate with his punches? Uh, so... But what did uh, you think of the Valenzuela versus delay? Oh my God, man, body shot, body shot, body shot. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh. you talk about a tough guy. Uh, delay Austin delay hung in there and, um, he, uh, you know, Valenzuela, of course, looked great. I think he dropped him what four times, four times in the first two rounds, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, delay to his credit, he kept fighting and he, and he was, and he landed some pretty good shots of his own after getting floored. Um, he was, as I'm sure everyone who saw it on television knows very upset about the decision yep. to stop the fight. It looked like he, while well, the referee took him to the doctor and then just, uh, he said that on the audio that the doctor didn't even look at me. And yeah, I mean, without, to be fair to the doctor and to the ringside, you know, um, physicians or whatever. Um, I don't know what the reasoning was, but part of me thinks that he didn't need to look at him. <laughs> he saw the, yeah. the damage that was oh, being sure. done and the fact that he wasn't answering back. I mean, despite being really tough um, and they can just say, look, this guy's taking too much punishment and stop it. Um, but I don't know what all the criteria is. I'm not sure what the rules are, you know, if they have to do any kind of test, you know, uh, at the side, you know, of the ring apron there. Um, so I'm not an expert by any means. Um, but yes, you're correct. Delay was very upset. He also was complaining a lot about, you know, saying that he was getting hit into the back of the head. Mm. And 
I, on the highlight reel, I didn't see it. Um, but to me, the one thing I know uh, from watching a lot of boxing, I've never been a boxer, but um, I know you can't rely on the referee. You know, if you're mm-hmm. getting hit, you know, like that, you got to change something. You know, you can't, right. you, can, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if you have to hit them back dirty, you know, and mm-hmm. I hate to even say something like that, but you have to protect yourself. And it, you, you see it sometimes in fights where guys just look to the referee and they want the referee to step in and they leave themselves vulnerable and you can't mm-hmm. do that. And yeah. I'm looking at a, a highlight right now of late when he goes down, he's face first on the ground and he still first instinctively puts his hand to the back right. of the head. He's, he's gesturing to the back of the head. And I'm watching that clip over and over and over again right now. And there's no punch to the back of the head. So, um, yeah. but you know, not to take, like, I don't mean to denigrate, you know, delay. Like I said, he was obviously extremely tough. I heard Goosen and Lennox and the guys on the broadcast team talking about how tough he was. Um, mm-hmm. I think those body shots were just wicked. I mean, they were, yeah placed perfectly you know Valenzuela dropped him uh, more than once from those body shots and it was probably just inevitable he was going to get dropped again um but um you know it didn't but it didn't look like I mean it wasn't cut and it looked like he was pretty clear-headed uh again I'm not gonna criticize the referee for stopping the fight you know he did what he thought was best but um do they uh adamantly disagreed with that decision and i think it's just because he is just uh, such a warrior he's one of those guys who just wants to go down on his shield and um he, yep. he just doesn't want to quit so and there's uh, something to be said for that but sometimes you can be too tough for your own good in this sport so um yes i've heard that uh, adage more than once you know that sometimes fighters have to be protected from themselves because they're so tough that they would never they would never quit and, you know, you see the heartbreak on their faces, but their corners protect them. I mean, Deontay Wilder is one of the most recent ones, you know, um, when Breland stopped it um, versus Fury. And then he ends up getting criticized and fired, you know, and he's looking out for his fighter. So it can backfire yeah. on you. It can tear their fighter and, the, you know, the trainer's relationships apart. It's obviously worse in some cases when it's a father and son. Um, or, you know, or family doing it. And then you got to protect the, you know, the fighter and you don't want to see that those relationships torn apart just because they were protecting you and stopping you. So I don't envy people making that decision. That's a tough call to make. Well, there are a couple other fights we didn't talk about. One was the uh, Richardson Hitchens versus Malik Hawkins. That was a pretty good fight. Hitchens uh, one got the decision in that one. I believe he's one of Floyd Mayweather's guys. My my only thought is this guy is someone to watch. He's a good fighter, Richardson Hitchens. Uh, very impressive performance against a guy, uh, Malik Hawkins, who is 18 and one coming into the fight. So that was a two two pretty good fighters there going at it. And uh, I think Hitchens is someone to watch. That's kind of it, I guess, just to me in a nutshell. It's just another fun night at the Armory. They had a good crowd there. It was... Um, the, the crowd really seemed to uh, enjoy the show and um, I can't wait for, can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I love going to the armory. It's definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite venue to see boxing. in. Um, that night I was up in St. Cloud um, during the day, there was uh, the St. Cloud or sorry, the Minnesota state silver gloves for 2022, which was held at the St. Cloud armory. 
And then afterwards, I was at the St. Cloud uh, Boxing and Wrestling Gym's Christmas party. Um, they're um, my biggest donor for MinBox, the nonprofit that I do to research Minnesota boxing. And um, so I can't say thanks enough to those guys um, for their support of MinBox for Minnesota boxing. I think um, they do so much under the radar. You know, they donate um, to gyms all over the state to help keep them going. They help them, you know, to get their nonprofit status. Um, and they up there do, uh, they're one of the nonprofits that actually does gambling. They do like pull tabs and stuff to help raise funds. And um, that helps them do a lot of the, you know, philanthropic work that they're doing, you know, by donating and helping out others. But they're just excellent people. And it was really nice. I didn't get a chance to meet all of you if you are listening right now. Um, but it was really cool seeing uh, my buddy Devin Miller from up there, Scott, um, Marcy. Um, and they had a really cool night. It was uh, great food. They had this cool casino night where they brought in this company that did uh, like a set of casino setup, and you get all this fake money when you come in <laughs> and then you get to go gamble with your fake money and you get, you know, to use that money, you get to use your winnings to get real prizes at the end, like throughout the year, Scott, I don't know. He's just finding little knickknacks here and there, you know, clearance at the end caps or in stores. And um, some of the stuff was pretty nice. You know, uh, I got this little toy from, for my niece for Christmas. Uh, so it, it was pretty, pretty cool night. Um, so thanks to the St. Cloud guys, I missed out on the, um, the Sunday fights um, for the silver gloves. Um, they were apparently, changed to a different location um it was supposed to be both days at the st cloud armory i'm not aware of where they were on sunday um but it was really cool um i did a little post-fight interview with willow stanglin while i was up there um, and posted mm -hmm. that to the podcast so if you haven't heard that it's really short um so that was neat um yeah and Thanks i got to meet no it's my pleasure and mm -hmm. i got to see some folks i hadn't seen for a while i got to see lisa bach the uh, former uh, owner operator of uppercut gym she's still actively sure. involved in the upper midwest golden gloves um and you know you see her ringside right. at all these fights and stuff um, i saw jeremy umland i think is how you say his last name a region four director um i just said hi to him really quick i haven't had a chance to really get to know him or talk to him in person but it was great seeing him up there um briefly in the interview with will on the post fight here i talked to christopher holt former pro fighter he was mm -hmm. uh, elated. I think they had six of their fighters were state champs, you know, um, after that. So pr pretty awesome. Um, and then yeah. I saw Ludy Webster from uh, Champions Only, um, you know, uh, down in Minneapolis. He was doing some refereeing, too. So and there was many more. You know, I saw Phil Williams in the corner of the north side guys. I didn't get a chance to say hi to mm -hmm. him. But, you know, it's it's always cool going to these local shows because there's so many oh, yeah. Minnesota people. Plus, there's other gyms I didn't even no, they're not on my radar that I picked up on when I was up there, like um, Dion's, which um, Danger Zone, I think, or I can't, I, I feel bad now, I'm not even saying it right, but it's, to be fair to me, I'd never heard of it before, and I think that's down, mm. down south, uh, closer to like the, uh, the Red Wing area, and then there was another one, Iron Range Boxing, which I wasn't familiar with, uh, so it's neat going to these fights, because you get to pick up on, you know, other gyms that maybe you're not aware of, and um, and that's what I want to showcase with the min box. So that was really cool. But yeah, thank you, Brian, great. for covering the armory fights. Um, I'm happy that you got to be there and a uh, shout out to, um, man, I'm going to probably say this name wrong too. I don't know if it's 
um, Matthias or Matthias um, Joyce uh, from Valhalla. Oh, yeah. um, he had reached out to me before the armory cards and asked like about getting a, a pass, you know, to, mm-hmm. to go there and do photography. So I just forwarded him the link to, to get in. And it looks like he went to the press conference and got some great photos and he went to great. the fight and he has got some excellent photos. So I posted the link to his photo website. So anyone who's interested in seeing his photos from the fights, uh, just go to my Minbox page and scroll back and you'll see his link. Great. Yeah. That's I'll all I got, Brian. I would uh, encourage people to do that. Thank you, Sean, for uh, for uh, holding down the fort on the St. Cloud end. And we'll look forward to seeing you again at the next Armory card. Um, whenever that is, I'm sure there'll be another one in the not too distant future. And uh, maybe there'll be some other events we can cover between now and then. But I'm sure there's always uh, someone to talk to. And uh, we have a lot of guests that we're ready to have on the show here in the, in 2022 so um yeah there's a long list of people i know that you and i both want to get on here um the one that immediately jumps to mind is you know mark uh, mark nelson the referee and his and his papa uh minnesota yeah. boxing hall of famers we got denny and mark nelson um i'd love to get both of them on and uh also jeff flanagan the president of the yes. minnesota boxing hall of fame i know he's on our short list we want to get you on there jeff if you're listening yeah, absolutely. We, we look forward to both of those. So, Corey Rapiz, well, you too, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Bernberg, uh, we can go oh, on. Oh, yeah, and, Jeremy. Exactly. Like, yeah, the list is very long. Yeah. All right. All right yes, have sir. A good night. You, you enjoy the rest of your night too, Sean. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening, guys.